this is not something that is that I'm looking at from a while ago. This is something from the last several weeks. Is that a meeting about the, in Edinburgh? So the the Edinburgh reforms, as these are being called, one of the pillars of the UK's strategy is going to try to still to become a global hub for crypto assets. Like this well, is amazing. At, at this point, what crypto assets? Yeah, and also increasingly illegal looking almost everywhere <laughs> like who are you who are you bringing to the hub i kind of like this though because i think we could as a nation be shadier i think we could yeah. sort of mm. become more of a sort of a thieves guild you know uh, I, rishi you sunak know, sort of like striding up to the podium wearing like a <laughs> cowl you know opening like a, his like coat a to reveal a bunch yeah. of watches the impression yeah, yeah, yeah. i would like to see yeah. more Dishevelled merchants, like the like in Resident Evil. Like, what are you buying? <laughs> <laughs> you want to get some Bitcoin? And like, that'd be great. The impression, the impression that I got was that, like, well, the impression that I get from this is in. I, I don't know quite how to describe it, but it's very much like they kind of want to be like Dubai in the sense that, like, mm. you know, because Dubai is like whole and the UAE's whole, yeah, whole strategy is being uh, More like sexist. doing the whole. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, but but like the reason why, like from what I understand, watching like far too many YouTube videos about like crypto guys who are now moving to Dubai, uh, the impression I get is that like they actually like going to Dubai because Dubai is like a fun place to be, and like you know if you have like or at least if you kind of project the idea that you have lots of wealth, then you're going to have like a really good time. But the problem with Britain is that it doesn't really offer any of that type of stuff. So yeah, it's, it's sort not of like, like a glamorous yeah. destination. Right. So it, so it's like we want to be a crypto hub, but we're not going to offer anything that these kind of weird crypto guys actually want or like and so it's sort of like this kind of like we would like this vibe but and i i don't know my, my feeling is ultimately like what they're actually saying is that yeah we have been home to lots of kind of financial corruption in uh <laughs> the, in in the normal money system so we're going to expand that capacity and do what we do best um and you know fire up the london economy by making this the best the place london to do economy <laughs> this is the, that's the even fu that's the funniest part is they're yeah. regionalizing it to the extent that you're looking at a guy who's like posting TikToks from from like Dubai and going, "Would you like to move to fucking Edinburgh?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're going to make Edinburgh Edinburgh's the best place to do crypto scams. Dogecoin <laughs> hype house in Abergavenny. Let's go. <laughs> so the details. <laughs> the details. I was like, I've heard in some time. So the, the details of what they're doing here. Um, Pardon me. Is that they they want to create, as we say, a global hub for crypto asset technology. So it's not just mm -hmm. individuals pumping bags and stuff, but it's also companies pumping bags, for example. Um, this is like saying you're going to make Britain a global hub for Betamax in 1993. Yeah. Uh, but with an exciting air of crime. It's like we're, we're going <laughs> to sort of like introduce free duffel bags that you can walk in and to and out and of all the banks. And this is from the with, last yeah, few Betamaxes weeks. Yeah, they're Betamaxes that we got from Amsterdam. You said this yeah. is from the last few weeks, right? Yeah, this is from just before oh Christmas that this uh, meeting so took place. So at the height of when most people talking about crypto are then saying, and then there were the billions of dollars of crime. Yes, like, absolutely. Everyone is thinking of this in the same breath. Who are you bringing in? What are the businesses? What do they do? Criminals, crimes, and I, crimes, respectively. I can tell Dead. you the answer. Swindles, scams, spoofs, goofs. So the the actual answer of who is coming here, of course, is uh, much like the UK has to be thought of as a large legacy organization, it's the other representatives of big legacy organizations, whether that's technology service providers, financial service providers, and so on, 
mostly it's people who are in crypto departments that were created there who now realize that they need to keep their phony baloney jobs at the oh, crypto department. Oh, it's a jobs uh, program. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, fine. yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, the, and hmm. so when we talk about making the UK a global hub for crypto asset technology, what we mean is that all of these people can continue doing their phony baloney jobs, uh, but also that we are going to, for example, this is something we've been talking about for a while, bring stable coins into the... Um, in, in, into our into our, our universe of uh, things that we can like take payments for and start regulating yeah, things like sort of like give up some like exclusivity of our treasury powers just for funsies <laughs> just for fun um, but also and so basically using stable coins as a recognized form of payment and then for whatever reason issuing a central bank digital currency so the, uh, the way to understand a central bank digital currency is that uh, rather than being having all sorts of different nodes that you validated on, right? Like Bitcoin, for example, that's decentralized. It's a centralized cryptocurrency, which is just basically like, what if the central bank controlled the ledger um, that we so kept the money on? That's just a currency. That's just yeah. a regular currency. That's uh, yeah, but they're th like the only crypto thing about it is that you are shuffling numbers back and forth meaninglessly to do it. Uh, like, yes. It's called Britcoin. Is what they want to call it. Fuck me, running Jesus! Oh Christ. wow, that's yeah, not that a joke. Is, is is a, this is also like incredibly <laughs> British. It's it's incredibly like British vibes in two ways. Number one, getting on the bandwagon like way too late. Um, yes, and but also just like taking all the like, and I say this in quotation marks, like fun out of like the crypto yeah. stuff. Because like, I imagine if you're a crypto guy, like part of the whole like the sort of thing that still appeals to you is like the decentralized nature of it, and the fact that like by nature it's chaotic. And what the yeah, British like version, and what the British people, what did the what the British version is is like. Well, what if we controlled everything, but we issued like a special run of uh, bored apes uh, that uh, look like uh, World War II veterans. Yeah, because if you remember, the big thing that all the crypto people were talking about is that all we need, right? Because they, they will say a number of things, right? They would say, it's a young technology. You just have to let it mature. Meanwhile, it's actually quite... Ah, that's why the old. British like it. Um, that's right. Uh, <laughs> oh, pulling oh, up in the Renault Clio outside the distributed <laughs> ledger. Now, this isn't technically a child currency. It's an ephibic currency. <laughs> now then, now then, now then. Some of the things you can use Nakamoto. it for, however. The satadic economic zone. Also, oh, they yeah. would say uh, oh, God. that... Uh, that that oh we just need proper regulation and then it will be predictable enough then it will be widely used enough we just need proper regulation um, and the UK again appears to have taken them precisely at their word and is now creating a regulatory environment for cryptocurrencies which again seems to me like no, I, I often say like uh, okay going to Charles Ponzi's office after he's been arrested trying to invest. Going into Charles Ponzi's office after a new business is set up there. This is now going into Charles Ponzi's office after the building has been redeveloped into like a shopping complex and demanding to see Ponzi. It is yeah, meeting so him gone. in prison and asking for his secret. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and you know what? Trust trust specifically the UK to just keep fucking falling for it. To just love so falling good. for it so much. Uh, that, you know that one of Charles po Charles Ponzi's other nicknames was Charles Ponzi. It's like if you fall for that <laughs> one, you deserve to lose the money. <laughs> like, right, so, uh, yeah, but different different guy. That's Charles Ponzi. Not so, me though. Uh, Slightly differently pronounced C. It's very <laughs> very like, different. Uh, very different guy with a very similar business opportunity, but mine's profitable. 
so I, I, I just that's all of the um, all I wanted to say about that. I want to move on to our main our main topic today, uh, which is uh, Barry Silbert's Wild Ride, Mister Silbert's Crazy Adventure. Um, so just for context as well, um, this is something Barry Silbert said to Coin Telegraph last year. He said, and I quote. In 2013, everybody thought we were crazy for launching a Bitcoin investment fund. Well, look at us now. <laughs> uh, analysts at the well, time... it's been a long 10 years. Mm. And uh, Meanwhile, some analysts have predicted that a digital currency group, IPO, could fetch as much as $4 billion. Uh, the most recent uh, article written about Barry Silbert is entitled, Barry Silbert is now broke. Uh, oopsie daisy. Uh, so awesome. no... Yeah, that's right. So, um, he's all right. Yeah. Uh, so we we sort of we touched on this at the, at the very beginning, and Ed, you talked about this, right? That Dig- Barry Silbert started Digital Currency Group. Digital Currency Group is kind of everywhere, but what's at the yeah. core of Digital Currency Group? Tell tell me about it. So the problem with DCG is they are one giant entity that owns Genesis, which is the loan company. And I will get into that. Every part of it stinks other than Coindesk, which I will also get. God damn, every time I explain this, I'm just reminded of how silly it is. So it's just like you pick up a block and it's like, this is a scam. Underneath this, three more scams. And there's just like a dead animal you have to shake off. But so Genesis Digital, they were a wealth management office and a loan company. That's one part. Grayscale is another part which would do this public stock called GBTC, and also they have other ones where it's like GETH. Basically, you buy it for exposure to Bitcoin or another asset. And now that is trading at a discount because people don't believe that the Bitcoin's really there. And also they don't trust the fact that DCG is uh, like actually a respectable entity because it is not. Another funny part of this story is that the the... Journalistic outlet. The I don't even know what you call them. Like, do you just call it website? Jesus Christ. Coindesk, the main crypto website for journalism, the ones that broke the Alameda balance sheet for which killed FTX, which did all of this. They are also owned by a digital currency group, but are completely walled off and may have killed DCG. DCG <laughs> itself also has some sort of function it provides. So the the big problems, other than the fact that everything I'm describing just really is very poorly put together, is that Genesis uh, was exposed to the tune of about $2 billion, I believe, to Three Arrows Capital, and Three Arrows Capital, which I assume you guys are familiar with, and I really hope so, because it's a very long and annoying story, just like all the rest oh, yeah. of them. Yeah. Um, but if you haven't heard of Three Arrows Capital, I suggest you go back and listen to our last episode with Molly White, where we looked at that as one of the, let's say, early match matches, early lit matches dropped onto the pile of oily rags as the current um, crypto collapse. But uh, please go on. And so the big, there were a few problems. So when Three Arrows Capital, the very trustworthy company, which nobody had ever done due diligence on ever, when they defaulted on their loan, Digital Currency Group gave a promissory note to Genesis to cover the hole in the balance sheet. Now, you may be thinking, wait a second, 
They gave him a promissory note. That's not real money. And you'd be correct. That is not money. That's a promissory note. But nevertheless, that's something. It is a promise to have real money. It is which a is promise to the have real thing. money, which is not the same thing. Barry, no come one's on. ever gone back on a promise, especially to oneself. <laughs> mm. No, I mean, if you're breaking promises to yourself, you might as well give up. I mean, that's what kind of grindset do you have if you're breaking promises to yourself? Barry's just another old man who who doesn't, you know, he doesn't have introspection and he needs to go to therapy. 